Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is On Boys Parenting Podcast. We are your hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. We know the frustration continues with, yep, you guessed it, online school, or is it hybrid? Are they at school part of the time and then expected to work online? It's crazy and it's been crazy making for the past year. Our guest today has a different approach to education. I think you're really gonna enjoy this interview. One of the things she says is, education and passion are one in the same. And isn't that exactly what we want for our boys? We will be talking with education expert, Tiffany Soria, after this message from our podcast sponsors. If you worry about your boy's nutrition and sleep and stress, consider adding Haya Health vitamins to your daily routine. These chewable vitamins contain 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to support a healthy immune system. Use our discount code on boys to get 50% off your first order. Go to HayaHealth.com and enter discount code on boys to save 50%. Janet, sometimes we need help. Sometimes listening to On Boys and visiting our Facebook groups is just not enough. We are still confused and overwhelmed by a parenting situation. And I know that you offer individualized support and answers for families through your breakthrough sessions. You are a family coach. How can people connect with you and take advantage of your wisdom in order to move on to more peaceful family relationships. You know, it is so hard to do this alone and nobody ever imagined parenting during a pandemic. And even without a pandemic, parenting was pretty darn challenging. So as a family coach for over 20 years, I've been helping hundreds and hundreds of families just kind of right the ship, get back to connection and harmony because parenting does not have to be hard or miserable, or miserable. So you can connect with me via a breakthrough session. And that is a complimentary call. We get on the phone, we talk about where you are, where you want to go and how to get you there. You can schedule that with me at boysalive.as, S as in Sam, dot M-E slash breakthrough hyphen session. That's a big old link and we will post that in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you. We are both here in support of your families, in support of your peace in your parenting. And we want you to know that you are not alone. And now back to On Boys. <laughs> Education and passion are one in the same, says our guest today. At least we hope that for our children. 
We want them to find what they truly love and be excited to expand their learning based on that discovery. That's a lofty ideal. The reality really is the difficulty of getting your son up for online school again and the frustration of finding out that he has missing assignments again. You know, when they only really seem to love video games or skateboards or things that may not be in our definition of a passionate interest, it's hard for us to see how that interest is going to help them in their education and their future. We know school has changed forever this past year, but even before the pandemic, our guest through her novel education group has been sharing her unique and effective at-home teaching methods, which she started doing in college with her peers. Welcome, Tiffany Soria. Hi. Great to Hello. have you. And a little Thanks shout for out. Me. Yeah, and a little shout out for Portland natives here. Yes. Portland. <laughs> Portland, I miss it. I miss it all the time. Yeah. So you really discovered this passion for teaching in college. And I mean, you didn't go to college to be a teacher, right? No, I actually never saw myself as a teacher. Even after college, I didn't see myself as a teacher. Even sometimes now I don't see myself as a teacher. <laughs> I, uh, you know, the thing was, is that I think, and this continues to be the problem. And I think this is continues to sort of be my sort of, uh, you know, novel's underlying mission is to sort of break the mold of what people, the box that, that people put teachers in. Um, I know that was one big reason why I didn't see myself as a teacher. I always kind of saw myself as, a, as like a constant student or maybe even like a scholar of some sort, but um, because I always really loved school and school was always, it, it came, it came, I did go through like a, I actually did really poorly in school my first year of, of college. But then when I discovered like what worked well for me, it came really easily to me. So when I saw other students struggle for me, I, I felt, I felt like I could see what they were struggling in and I like knew how to fix it. And I wanted to teach them the skill set on how to be a good student. And then those skills are applicable towards everything. Right so, now, um, every single one of our listeners wants yeah. to know how, how do I do that? Right. My son is doing <laughs> terribly in school. Um, what do I do differently? Well, I mean, there's so it's, it's, it's different now. And there's so many things. I mean, the number one thing, I mean, the number one thing that is continues to be the problem is just intrinsic motivation. I was really motivated to become a better student. A lot of my students are motivated to become better students. And so that's half the battle. If they don't have the motivation, then really what your goal is as a tutor and as an educator in general is to spark the motivation. Um, whether that be, and trust me, uh, it's very few and far between that you find a student who actually wants to be motivated in school. Like I want to do, I want my, I want to, my passion is to get straight A's. Like you don't really no. get that very often. And especially so, not from boys. Instead, not, especially, you, yeah. you end up with my 15 year old whose motivation was, I want to get this 700 snowmobile fixed up and back out on the trails. That's where his right. focus has been for the last more than a year. He did it, Janet, yes. by the way. Oh, yay. He did but, it. Which is great. I think right. that this is, right? And and the, I think these are the conversations that we need to be having. Less 
how do I get my son to put away the snow? Snow was it like a, a snowmobile? It was a snowmobile. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This kid lives in the garage. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's great. I mean, yes. and that's way better than um, you know that passions like that should really be encouraged rather than sort of like put away the snowmobile and come and do three more hours of schoolwork. I mean, that will really discourage just like general passion, in my opinion anyways, will affect how they grow up and how they end up sort of functioning as adults. And the reality is, Tiffany, well, first I want to, I want to say that, so you have this homeschooling agency that works with child actors and families that travel and, you know, kind of maybe some kids that are, are motivated, are able to be out of the system. And I'm a family coach and I work with families. Just talked to one last night and I thought, oh, I'm going to talk to Tiffany about this. You know, he is, he's been home for a year. He did okay in school before. Now he's home mom has been the tutor and the teacher for this year, not going well at all. He has struggled. He doesn't care about school. He just wants to play video games. But this last term, he kind of got, he, he did some projects and his grade was up Hmm. and then he took the test and the test counts for 70% of his grade. Right. And it's, and the mom and the dad feel like their hands are tied because they are in the system. They can't homeschool. They're, you know, they're locked into this mold, which Jen and I have had this conversation many times that school does not fit many boys, Mm -hmm. some girls, but more boys I'd say than girls. And it's like, you know, we're, we're backed into a corner And what are the options? Right. So when I started novel back in, I mean, back in 2014, the thing is too, is it's actually really interesting with COVID, this conversation has become a lot more relevant, but we've been doing distance learning and homeschooling for seven years now. So the, the atmosphere wasn't, we didn't have to like pivot so much Mm -hmm. as much as a lot of other families and a lot of businesses had to do. We have sort of always been doing distance learning, um, always familiar with zoom and, um, and how to, uh, you know, motivate someone through a screen, um, and also, um, encourage them to step out of the box continually, uh, is, is something that, that we've always, uh, that, that we've always done. But when I started the company, you know, one of the issues I felt like I really wanted to address was exactly the system. It started out working with teenagers in the entertainment industry and their options were, and they were working all the time, right? They were sort of whatever, shooting their photo shoots or whatever they were doing, starting their businesses. And their options were choose my business or fail out of school. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, I was like, why do you have to choose to either run your business and then then you fa- then you have to literally drop out of high school. And so I was like, why can't they be one and the same? A, B, why can't they foster each other? C, why can't we create a system that's like that's able to support teenagers in their sort of entrepreneurial endeavors or their hobbies or their outside passions and make give students a little bit more control over what they're learning. I think that's like a huge thing. I feel like students feel like completely out of control. 
right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like they oh, feel yeah. out of control in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, even more so they feel out of control because they're frankly forced to sit down in zoom for like six to seven hours a day. Yeah. And no one wants to do that. I mean, even someone with the 10 out of 10 attention span, no one wants, like doesn't even want to do that. That's boring. Jan and so, I don't want to do it. You don't want to yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to do it. So yeah, it's, it's the idea of understanding that there is an alternative option. And so we've created a model where school, you know, sit down seat time is about 15 hours a week. So three hours a day, five days a week. Uh, Usually with that, of course, there's, you know, a little bit of homework because we still like, it's not even so much homework for the idea of completing things. It's just the idea of creating accountability in students' lives still. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, look, you still have to do these things just like every other person. There's things that you got to do. Sometimes you don't want to do. And so it's creating that sense of responsibility and accountability. But at the same time, making them understand that the things that you want to do outside of school aren't bad. And if you just get these things done efficiently, then you can spend the other half of your day doing the things that you love and quite frankly, might really service you really well in your future. So you know that, that idea, the things that you want to do outside of school aren't bad is a drum that I have been beating for a very long time, yeah. especially on behalf mm-hmm. of boys right? whose interests are so often not included in the curriculum, not welcome in schools. You know, Janet, you've heard stories too of uh, young boys doing a writing assignment and they write about a battle or somebody has a gun and not only, you know, are you going to get in trouble now you have to do the assignment over. You're going to go see the psychologist and I'm going to call your parents. Like, yeah, you know, give up. Right. And so one of the things that I think is so key for all parents and Janet, I'm going to say this for your family as well. Like so many of us adults, our idea is that teacher and school, that's learning, that's education. Mm-hmm. Scrap that. That's right. one way of learning. Your kid can learn through life and can follow interest and can do other things. And I know it seems so hard when people are like, but all he wants to do is play video games. Mm-hmm. One, video games might be his passion. Right. No, I it's mean, true. Janet's heard I mean, me talk about it. I have a brother yeah. <laughs> who became a video game designer. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the case for everybody. But the other thing is that sometimes kids need time away and out of this system and being forced and maybe they're using the video games as a um kind of a, a, a anxiety reliever i mean it's so much yeah, easier like a just coping like a click, coping click, mechanism. and yeah. sometimes you need to be just out of the system completely for a while so you can heal enough to even figure out what else you might want to spend your time doing is that something that you have seen with any of your clients tiffany yeah i almost feel like the coping, let's say, for example, if they are using the video games as a coping mechanism, I would even argue that if the school was less rigid and demanding and time consuming, that you would see the video game usage go down if that were, if, if the actual school day were less like anxiety inducing and and all that means the same way with any of our coping mechanisms. If other parts of our lives just felt a little bit less demanding or a little bit more flexible, then of course our other coping mechanisms would also go down and that would balance out. 
Um, yeah, we worked with a lot of students where school in general just gave them so much anxiety or, you know, and it's not just the, like the working celebrity clients or the traveling families that we work with. We work with lots of kids with severe dyslexia, with, um, kids who are pain, just painfully shy, detrimentally shy to the point where they don't speak up in class. So of course the teachers think that they don't care. Mm -hmm. um, then they get graded down in participation points because the idea of speaking up in class just gives them so much anxiety. So they're actually marked down because mm -hmm. of just who they are as, as people right. look, you don't, you know, you don't need to be the class president to be successful in, in your life. And, um, I mean, let's get real. It's like most kids are not the class president and they're not mm -hmm. homecoming queen and they're not star of the football team and they're not starting and they the don't star of the be. debate club and they yeah. don't want to be. And yeah. that's totally, I didn't want to be, I really yeah. didn't. I very, I very much shied away from all of that. I didn't like it. It just made me uncomfortable. I didn't like to be in the spotlight and and that's okay. And it's okay if you want to be, if you're an introvert and you want to be by yourself building a drone or something like that, that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. And so like those things I feel like need to just be hi highlighted a little bit more and working with students that are more like that has really shown us at Novel that um, we should, we should be fostering those things and those, and those kids just need just as much attention as as the other ones and not it's not even attention it's just they should just can, can be encouraged to be themselves um and then we really see them flourish i mean we had a girl who wanted to be a fashion designer there was no options for fashion in school um and she was really shy she decided to do homeschool i mean she was able to build a portfolio um, I go to, go to fashion school, you know, things like that. And it works the same with boys with their passions, especially because with boys, their passions are usually really hands-on. We like mm -hmm. build, um, it's like sensory driven. Yeah, Sorry. there is no sense. There are no, it's okay. There are no sensory driven things going on, especially right now. Yeah. It's really hard school. to do sensory yeah. via zoom. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my hope is, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you share this with me maybe, um, is that this, time period this year of education having to be delivered differently of teachers having to teach differently has i hope given the overall system a new vision of how education can be and i i do think part of it again is the challenge of if it's not um if it's not able to be delivered to the masses you yeah. know, it's really hard to have a school of a thousand kids and individualize their education. Of course, you know, yeah. it's I mean, that's kind of the option of parents who have the money that can afford to hire tutors that, or, you know, mom or, doesn't have to work and yep. she can mom right. or dad privately she can facilitate that. that that education. So we're I, I think that's, you know, we're still in that push pull of how do Absolutely. we accommodate yeah. we want our kids to of course explore their passions but parents are exhausted i have had a mom was talking to her yesterday she's like yeah i laid out this craft for my her five-year-old so he would have something to do when he got up at six o'clock in the morning but that's exhausting like how do mm -hmm. i you know facilitate the activity their parents are so 
done. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51, she's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider, hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause, likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is, oof. Cruel joke, Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke. Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. It's telehealth. You can access care from your home when it is convenient for you. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit with free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at buywinona.com for 25% off your first order. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com slash ONBOYS. Winona, menopause care made easy. They're so done. I know. I know. Um, I think that number one, I mean, just to, and I know this is so much easier said than done, but I just always like to encourage it all the time when I get the opportunity to reach parents directly. It's to, you know, we consider ourselves like student advocates. Um, We don't like the idea of of punishing students or giving them ultimatums and things like that. And I like to always encourage parents and students to speak up when there is an issue uh, with a teacher, try and ask questions about what other options there are, because you're right. Not every family has the resources to hire a tutor, to homeschool their children, to sit down with their kids every day and do a craft. I mean, like not where, you know, it's just not the reality. So I think the best thing that you can do is to try and reach out to maybe your school, um, people in your community, ask the questions. Don't accept that, that test, that test that's for 70% of your grade as the end all be all. Um, and if it so happens that, you know, you don't get very much of a response, then is when, I, I mean, I just got to say in the long run, 
encourage encourage your child that it's okay that they didn't get an A on that test at 70% of their grade and nurture what, what they're doing outside of school because I guarantee you that what they're doing outside of school will play a much larger role than that test that's for 70% of their grade. And so- I'm gonna underscore that part because it's ridiculous that one test is 70% oh, of the grade. It is, it doesn't matter. And that's this, such a hard, such a hard message to get across to parents mm -hmm. and grades. They are in our country. It ends up being linked to, can you get a scholarship? Can you mm -hmm. get into this college? It's so it's like I, a under currency. I understand yeah. why parents care about it, but in the long run, it doesn't matter what your kid got on that test. Well, but the thing and going back to this family is this boy tried, you know, he worked so hard on this project. He is not a test taker. He's got a 504. He's this is not and he's taken a test on a screen. They won't even print out the test for him to be paper and pencil test. And I mean, how many of us as adults could parse out the, you know, different answers to multiple choice on a screen of a subject that maybe you don't even really care about? Mm -hmm. And so the not only are the parents upset, but the kids demoralized. Yep. I did all this work. And now I'm and for really, what? And for what? Yep. And for what then as we as we explored this whole conversation and and I, I listeners, I'm going to guess this has come across your radar, too, is the mom said, you know, I don't want to I don't want to, quote unquote, complain about the teacher because then it's going to affect her relationship with my student, mm -hmm. with my child. And right. so, you know, that human dynamic comes in there, too. And I mean, it's complicated and, you know, there's no easy answers. Absolutely. But Tiffany, yeah, I think what, yeah. you know, what you're saying about like at the end of, you know, out there five years from now, that test is not going to matter. But what is going to matter is how he feels about himself, how he feels about this system that is saying you're not good enough you're not capable and the other place i i just i i have to just say this cuz the other piece of that puzzle was reaching out to the teachers he's in middle school so of course the mom's encouraging him you know reach out to your teachers and ask them questions and but the, but he's so shy you know right. so shy so immature that's a huge thing to reach out to it's a, a teacher that guess what? He's never met in person. He's only right. met them online. Right. And the teacher's stance is, well, they have to come to me. He has to ask before I'll reach out to him. And that is messed up. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's expecting things of, and of students. And also, I mean, Another huge thing with all of this uh, Zooming, uh, the, with all the virtual school is students are being expected. I mean, like we work with a lot of families where the kids are still enrolled in their, uh, in their schools. And we've actually been fortunate enough to have, we have direct communication with the schools and our students don't even have to Zoom with the school anymore. They just Zoom with our tutors and our tutors take their curriculum. And so we're able to make it much more efficient and a lot 
less of, of that. And, and so, and we've taken on the role of communicating with, with a lot of the teachers. Mm. However, without that, right, we have a fourth grader, a fourth grade boy who's expected to go onto Canvas or, or whatever platform, figure out how to work it, figure out how to pace their work mm -hmm. on their own, figure out how to work a planner, know how to like upload it onto the thing. Uh, and then it's like in five different classes. I mean, adults yeah. don't even know how to do that. It's like, how can you expect a fourth grade or fifth grade boy to understand how to, how to have that like level of executive functioning Mm -hmm. And when before, I mean, it's just, it's such a different landscape. So the, in my mind, the biggest mistake that schools made, and I, and I, I mean, I don't want to like put down schools because I know a lot of them are trying their absolute They're trying best. mightily. Yes. Yeah. And hats yeah, off to really educators are. who are yeah. working through an impossible yeah. situation. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like, but, and the educators, I really honestly like to separate from the, from the, from the institution yes. of schools. Mm -hmm. The educators are doing I mean, if there's yeah. any silver lining in this, I think that people have really started to respect our educators, which is just, in my opinion, just they're constantly overlooked. I think the schools tried to put, they basically just tried to put school on Zoom, which just yes. didn't, Yeah. you know what I mean? They just translated yep. it directly from the classroom. Yep. And it's like, mm -hmm. that doesn't really, that's not how we do it. When we do distance learning, it's not the same. I think we're seeing the repercussions of trying to, you know, simulate the exact same thing in school on Zoom. Right. Yeah. You know, I know that we like to have concrete takeaways and things you can do, and this is how you can fix it. Right. But I do think listeners realize listening to this, there aren't easy answers here because we are talking yeah. about a systemic problem. And just right. like there are systemic issues in our country that are affecting access to healthcare or affecting employment, there are opportunity, there are systemic issues in healthcare. And we as families are kind of at the mercy and working in a system that is not effective. It's not necessarily efficient. It's not acknowledging the reality for a lot of people. So the stress and strain that you are feeling and that your son is feeling, it's not you, it's not him. It's yeah. a system that is not supporting most of us mm -hmm. the way we need to be supported. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. I think, um, and you're totally right in the fact that I would, I would love to give you five tips to make everything better. I mean, if <laughs> to make, uh, to make your, your sons feel better about themselves, to make them more motivated in school, to make, uh, to make everything feel a little bit more manageable, but it's true. I mean, the fact of the matter is that there aren't five tips that are going to fix all this, but if there's any type of takeaway that we can take from this, it's just to, I think, continue. I mean, positive reinforcement to continue to put the focus on the things that they're doing, quote unquote, right. Yes. Um, to continue and, to, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, and to give them a break. It's okay. If they're stressed, you know what? We're taking a snow day today. We're just, yes. you know, I mean, these kids aren't even getting snow days in Portland because they can still be on Zoom. They yep. would have a snow day otherwise, but they're expected to be online today in the snow. 
That sucks. No. Yes, it yes, does. Yes, it does suck. I, I just, this is really funny. So, like just a friend of mine on Facebook just posted last night. Um, we just got an email from the school saying that the kids will still be, be, be ex uh, expected to be um, on in virtual class tomorrow, even though it's a snow day. Um, what are all the other parents doing out there? And I commented and I'm like, don't just let them take have the a, day off. Take a snow just take day. The day off. Trust Don't play me, in the snow. Trust me, it's not gonna. They're gonna have much better memories as adults about this. It's not. Well, they're gonna be just fine if you and if highlight you let them have the snow day. Yeah. Right, and highlighting that is like your child's mental health comes before everything else. Or one mom commented that she's worried that her son's going to be behind when they go back to in-person school. Yeah. And yeah, we get that a lot too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like behind what, be, you know, yeah. all the kids are quote unquote going to be behind or they're going to be where they are and nothing that you can do right now is going to change that if his mental health is not in a good place. So really absolutely paying attention to that first. And you know, foremost. and I can say too, if this sort of brings any, any peace to anyone's mind is, you know, we're, we're, we're partnered with a pretty elite college prep firm in, in New York city called command education. Um, they focus on really getting kids into like these top tier schools and even from their standpoint, look, and grades are important, of course, test scores are important, of course. However, they, their focus on working with kids is always this hook and personal narrative of what is your sort of knack outside of school. Yeah. It is not, it is not how, what is your GPA from sixth grade to 12th grade? I mean, yes, of course, that factors into it, but they constantly get kids into school that have gotten a couple C's here and there and things like that because their extracurricular activities are so strong and because of their passions outside of school are so focused. So mm -hmm. I hope that that for the moms out there that are just like, how is my son ever going to get into college if the grades are so poor or something like that, or if he's not, doesn't have this 4.0 GPA, I can tell you from experience that that is absolutely not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And their passions outside of school are just as, if not more important uh, than their grades. If we're talking just from like a logistical standpoint mm -hmm. of getting into university as how well. well. How well rounded, how well rounded mm -hmm. you are. And mm -hmm. shout out to, I don't know if Jen, if you're gonna say this, I'm looking at you like, are you gonna say this? Shout out to trade schools, shout out to community colleges. Yep. Shout out to those kids who are just simply not college material. That's okay too. That's okay That's too. Okay it too. is. That's yeah. not what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say, and this is what helped me, and it took me all these years of homeschooling, I homeschooled the kids for seven and a half years. It took me all these years of homeschooling to unlearn everything that I thought I knew about school and education and what's important to realize that for my youngest son, for instance, the hours that he spends in the garage are at least, but probably more important to his overall development and his future than the hours that he spends in the classroom. 
mm -hmm. for that particular yes. kid. And all of our kids are different. So my tip for parents is always take a deep breath and realize that this school school stuff is not the be all and end all. And so you have to love and encourage the kid in front of you. Give him what yes. he needs. Focus on his mental health and yours, Janet. Like I'm, I am all for the kids getting a day off and a mental health day when mom needs it too. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's true. I mean, it's like, we're in this, it's crazy because everyone's so burnt out. Even it's like, we're burnt out and we haven't, and we haven't been able to leave our homes. Right. It's like weird. Yeah. It's like a weird burnt out. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it, you know, mental health affects everything in your life. So, um, you know, that, that should, that should come first. I mean, you're, we want our, we want our, ultimately, we, I mean, we want our kids to be happy, right? Yeah. Um, because then they'll find the things that they love. And like, I don't think I'm not a mom yet, but I, I think that, you know, ultimately what mothers want is for their children to want to be happy and, not only that, but want to feel purposeful in their lives, mm -hmm. um, whatever that purpose may be. So yeah. um, I think that that's what we need to encourage at, at the end of the day. As you think over the array, you've been doing this, you've been working in this field for six, seven years now. As you think over all of the students that you've had met and, and worked with over the years, is there anyone that stands out for you as, you know, maybe the one that was like, oh, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to, you know, engage them or and then they surprised you or someone that really touched your heart along the way? I had worked with with this particular boy since he was in ninth grade and he was just exceptionally unmotivated um, and, and really not only did he not like school it was just that he didn't like anything I mean he was just very you know he's very unmotivated in general and the mom was so was so not worried about school being you know she was like you know what I don't even really care about the school She's like, we're, you know, she, we, we, I was, I was homeschooling him and um, she's like, I, what I would really like is for him to be involved in something. What we were able to do is uh, we, we got through the homeschool and then after he graduated, even still, he was just like, I really am not, I don't know what I want to do. And I was like, well, what's cool. You know, I'm like, what, when you're laying in bed and you're YouTubing or something, or you're on Instagram, um, which by the way, it's also really important for educators, I think to like be modernizing the way that we talk to our kids a little bit more as well. Now we're in a pretty digital world and I mm -hmm. don't, and, and I don't, I don't like to shun social media. I don't like to say Fortnite is stupid or things like that, because sometimes yeah. this is the way that we get to them. And this is the way that they open up a yep. lot of, a lot of also the boys that we work with literally Fortnite was their way of social interaction. Yep. And yes. so I don't, you know, I don't want to just say, Oh, well that except for Fortnite, if that's the way that they do it, then that's the way that they do it. And so, mm -hmm. um, 
so I'm, you know, using language that I, that would apply to him and saying, you know, so when you're like Instagram, when you're on your explore page or when you're, you know, what, what do you click on and what do you continue to scroll through on TikTok? Who's your favorite TikTok? You know, things like that. And he's like, well, I'm always looking at, um, like randomly like architecture and like interior design things. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I wouldn't expect that out of you. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, that's just, he's like, I've been checking out this guy and I'm checking out this guy. And I'm always just kind of like looking at stuff that he draws and or sometimes I'll try and draw it too. I was like, well, I'm like, have you thought about doing an internship with an artist or like a fashion designer or interior designer or something like that? And he was like, I don't even know where I would start. Like who, who would I even look for? How would I even, I was like, well, let's, let's do this together. And this was, um, you know, as after you graduate high school. So it's like we, it, the relationship turned from like teacher student to sort of like uh like a mentoring type Mentor, of thing. I was just, yeah, yeah, I was really just sort of trying to help him. I was like, you know, and, and he was also the same. He was like, I don't even know how to write me. I wouldn't even know how to start this email. And mm -hmm. so I sat down with them. I said, okay, well, let's write this email together and let's draft something. And then this way, all you need to do, like you have a little template and then you can just fill in the mm -hmm. different information, just send it out. So we went through all, you know, we just basically like Googled interior designers in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. um, reach out to Pacific Design Center, you know, places like that. And just reached out to a bunch of people until someone responded and said, Hey, we are looking for an intern that can sort of help us around the studio. Um, and he started interning with them and then assisting with them. And after I spoke to mom, you know, sort of like let him do his thing for a few months, checked in with mom and mom was like, he's been consistently working with these people and he, and he's stuck with this consistently now for the past few months and I've months and I've never seen him stick with anything. It's, you know, when you're working with, with kids, particularly boys like that, um, it they just take an extra step of like, like just really need to encourage that because lots of times they just don't know where to start. And that's the hardest part is getting yeah. started. I mean, really with anything. It still can be and, for me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. With this, with this particular student, he just needed the confidence to be able to say, this is what I like. And this is how I can get started with it. Um, and if you find yourself with, with a son who seems to be aloof or just generally uninterested in anything, really ask them these questions. Like almost everyone's on Instagram these days or on some type of social media. Just be like, who's your... Who do you follow? I mean, that's yeah. like a big question. Who do you follow on Instagram? Who do you, if you're on TikTok, who are you watching on TikTok? What do you think is funny when you're like on, when you're on YouTube? What, what are your favorite shows? Because like that is something that they're like passionate about and they don't even know that they're passionate about it. Right. They can't, um, they haven't yet made that connection and yeah. you can start to help connect the dots for them. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause they're stimulated by it, right. They're stimulated by watching the show, by looking at these like YouTube videos and they don't even really know it to them. They're just sort of like, Oh, I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool. It's like, well, the fact that you think it's cool, like that means that you're interested in it. Yeah. And exactly. They just haven't made that connection. My 15 year old so. watches tons of snowmobiling videos and has connected with the snowmobile fixing, rebuilding community, like, and dirt biking. My 20 year old after the whole GameStop, um, stock market mm -hmm. thing he's been going down the rabbit hole and learning more about the stock market and stock market and stock market and guess what janet 
he's thinking about changing his major to finance right now. Wow. So wow. what these kids That's are yeah. finding and looking at online, sure, some of it's stupid. Some of what yeah. I look at is stupid, but <laughs> they are, they are also finding and feeding their interest. And so if we put this blanket, you know, stop wasting time on Snapchat, stop wasting time on Instagram, we might be missing out. We have to look holistically at our boys, mm-hmm. find ways to help them thrive in spite of the system, even as we all work to overhaul it. Tiffany, yeah. thank you yes, so and in much. In spite of ourselves. Yes. yes. Thank you. In spite of ourselves. I think it's, you know, just because you're not interested in it and your and your boys are interested in it, it's like that's 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 okay. Like, you know, we have to we have to encourage them to find their own way, not our way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Put a put a exclamation point behind yeah. that one, <laughs> Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tell our listeners where they can find out more and find you on all the things. And and of course, we'll put it in our show notes as well. Um, So it is, uh, our website is noveleducationgroup.com. And then our Instagram is just noveleducationgroup. We're constantly posting about uh, new enrichment programs that we design. We, We do custom curriculum for a lot of our students. And through that, we've been able to develop really, really cool enrichment programs. Um, and so you can find our digital catalog online as well. And if you have any information in general, you can email info at noveleducationgroup.com. Um, if you just even have any general questions, we're always happy to, to, uh, talk to people. Awesome. What a service you're providing looking at education in a, dare I say it, novel way. (laughs) exactly thank you you, tiffany thank you guys this is really great thank you so much thanks for joining us today at on boys and don't forget vitamins for your kids that's hyahealth.com and use the discount code on boys and also if you're struggling in any way you don't have to do it alone reach out to me for a complimentary breakthrough session. Just send me an email, Janet at Boys Alive, and say, help, and I will send you all the details for getting on my schedule for that. Meanwhile, if you like this podcast, if it's helpful, do tell a friend or share on social media. That helps us grow, and we appreciate you, our dear listeners. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.